the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Live in the studio, Tuesday night, December 29th. When I was, let's say, 40, yep, November 29th. When I was, I'm, I'm reading something, this is September. Um, 40 years ago, so I was, oh no, 40 years ago, I could have been 14, I was. 50 years ago, when I was a little boy, like, the, ang- the anxiousness right now is like, two more days until my birthday. And I say that because uh, on this Tuesday uh, here in New York City, Joan and I took the subway from Midtown to uh, down here to the studio. And um, Joan, we saw a lot of Christmas lights, right? And holiday lights and everything. Everybody had lights out. It was amazing. Yes, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. So Joan is here videoing us. Hi, Joan. Hi, everybody. What platform are we on right now? We are on uh, ABK Law on Facebook. All right. And behind the, the the dials here, playing the music, the one, the only, in a bright red Kingsborough Community College sweatshirt. He bright got all red. This, this bright orange. orange. Wow. Whoa. Really mad a long day. <laughs> uh, Sambolino. Hey, hey, hey. I By the way, Sambolino, are you giving yourself a song? I know. I, I, you guys have to pick one for me. All right. Uh, Joan, matter. put that. On your on your calendar. Yeah, and, and I don't know if you want me to pick your song, but I'm going to. It, it's fine. We we poke ourselves in good fun and here. We don't do, we? Uh, we all really love each other. We have a special intern here, correct? Uh, my intern Melanie is here. Uh, hi, right. Melanie. How are you? Hi, Melanie. Uh, she's going to be on the phone today. Get all the hey, guests Mel. for us because we got a bunch of guests. But you know, I had an interesting conversation with um, with Marianne this morning and um, about Christmas. And because we're getting into the season and the lights are up. And as I said yesterday, like we really rushed this whole Christmas thing. Simbolino, when you were a kid, now we're like a decade apart, a little more, decade and a half apart. But I still think you're from that generation. Joan, definitely. When you were like four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, when did you get presents? I was always at Christmas, Christmas morning. And? And, well, Hanukkah, too. And your, bir- and your birthday, right? Of course, your birthday. But, like, would you just, Milestones. like, get, like, right. But you would just get, like, a, a present, like, in the middle of the week for no reason. Just, like, get some Never. really fancy toy. No, I was lucky I would get allowance at the end of the week. From, okay. From and how would you earn that allowance? Uh, we would have to do chores around the house. or but he, then he, Give uh, me an example of the chores. Sweep the floors, clean the backyard, right. things like that. 
empty um, the dishwasher. I had to. No, the dishwasher um, when I was a kid was called mom. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, my deal was I had to um, make the espresso. We were one of the houses that actually had an espresso machine in the, in the 70s and 80s. Um, I had to shine my father's shoes. Okay. He would leave his shoes out, and I'd have to shine them up. And then we have steps in the house, and I had to sweep the steps. And then my allowance was like my father let me sleep in the house. You know, this was at 12. <laughs> like, there wasn't, it, there was a lot of asking for money. But my point is um, that nowadays kids, and, and I'm speaking generally, these aren't, this is not definitely not my, only my kids, all kids, they get presents all the time, like all year long. And I mean, I'm guilty of spoiling my children as well. Um, and it really takes that oomph out of Christmas morning. Yeah. You know, it's almost like you got to give a kid a kid. You got to give a kid a gift now for, for various milestones. But yeah, back in the day, it was a big deal. Like, yeah. Like Christmas know? morning, you got a bunch of presents and that was the highlight of the year. Right. I feel like that has been diluted. Um, by the fact that we now live in a society, and I touched on this a little bit yesterday, like a cassette player versus a CD versus um, you know your your regular iPhone now. You know, remember what it used to be called an iPod? Yeah. Can't say that anymore, <laughs> right? Um, like the, the people are just so used to getting what they want, like exactly when they like exactly what they want and exactly when they want it. Now I don't know how you guys feel, but. Every time I use Amazon, there is a twinge of guilt <laughs> because I feel like I'm hurting the mom and pop small store. Yep. But, I mean, this is why Jeff Bezos is a multi-multi-billionaire because he's the guy who figured it out. This morning, I'm wearing a navy blue suit, and this morning I would like to have some navy blue socks. And I don't have navy blue socks. And literally within 60 seconds, I picked up my phone <laughs> I went on Amazon. I put in navy blue men's dress socks. They were like four different kinds. I pressed on one. Buy it now, and it'll be there tomorrow. Right. Um, so that's what it is for adults, and that's kind of now what it is for kids. And my long-winded point is, and Marianne was was debating with me, and she may be right. You know that for like little kids, six, seven, eight, nine year olds, Christmas morning is always going to be very special, but. I feel like it's been watered down because of the instant gratification society we now live in. Like, no one seems to have to wait for anything. No, everything's instant gratification from what you want to watch on TV. Right. Well, yeah, great point, right? Um, Joni, you can remember this. I'm going to test you. When was Happy Days on? Oh, my God. Happy Days was on at night. Well, great! Wow. wow, wow! That's it was on every night, Joe. Down. We're exactly no, the no. same well, age. I'm thinking reruns. All right, what yeah. was your, what was your was favorite TV show week. when you I were a kid? I loved Happy Days. Okay. Joni, I'm Joni. Hello, oh, Joni okay. loves Chachi. Okay, well, that was in the '80s, but it was on uh, every night, and uh, you every had Tuesday, wait. Tuesday night at eight. Oh my God, o'clock. you remember the exact? Day? Of course, it was Tuesday night at eight o'clock. It was like a big. I barely deal. remember what I ate yesterday. And then there was that whole run of Seinfeld and Friends. Yes. That was Thursday, fun Thursday. I mean, that was a decade plus later. Oh my God! Um, yeah, yes. I believe All in the Family was on Monday, but it heart was like to heart. But the okay, heart to heart. That's a reach, but okay, I'll give you a heart to heart. <laughs> but yes, you're right, Matt. And and. Again, um, it, it just, I feel like these, these, the younger people, because they get everything exactly how they want, exactly when they want, 
it's it, it for me anyway. It has taken a, a little out of the Christmas morning balloon. Like I, I have no clue what to get Arthur or Luke. I mean, Ariana's one. That's a different story. Like, what am I going to get them for Christmas morning? That's going to blow their mind. I I remember my sister got a pogo stick. <laughs> Do you even know what a pogo stick is? I know what a pogo stick is. And yes. I mean, that was like a big deal. Like, right. wow, we got a, I got a, I got a telescope. It was like, whoa. Yeah, I, I, tel- I remember when I got my double cassette boombox, which, by the way, I still have. That well, that's impressive. <laughs> I will tell you this. Um, I think it was Christmas morning, nineteen. 19- 86. So I was already like a sophomore in college. And my and I was so I was like 18 going on 19 or maybe I just turned 19. And yeah, I just turned 19. And under the Christmas tree, I'm going to blow you away, Mr. <laughs> DJ. I got I didn't own a CD player at this point. I got a portable CD player. Nice. Like a and like a walk, like a little Sony one Walkman. like a Sony Walkman. Yeah, yeah. It was like a Panasonic or Sony. I still have my Walkman, too. Uh, God bless you. I'm, I'm impressed with that. But it was, like, such a big deal. Right. And, and now, now I'm 19 years old. Yeah. Like, because I didn't just, I, I couldn't go into my parents at any point in my life at 16, 17, 18, and 19 and be like, hey, these things called CDs came out. A CD player is X amount of dollars. Can you go buy it for me? I, like, I wouldn't even ask. Like, yeah. it was, and, it, and here's why I compliment my parents. It's not that they couldn't afford it. But it was like, that's just now how the system worked. You just didn't get something like a big purchase, like a, a portable CD player, just because it was a Thursday in October. You had to wait for either your birthday mm-hmm. or Christmas. And maybe you got a little something for Easter. But those were the three three big days. Now, I don't want to over-exaggerate. There was, uh, Joni, you remember when the Smurfs came out? Of the, the, like, right. So, like, when the Smurfs came out, like, oh, my, I was a kid, and, like, my mom would get me a Smurf. But it was, like, $2.99. Right. Yeah. It wasn't a big deal. But I remember, uh, how about this? I'm f- going to be 55 in 48 hours. I could tell you it was Christmas morning, 1986. After we went to church, I went to my best friend Chris Glenn's house, and his father walked me up to the Wiz on 86th Street, which was open on Christmas Day, and bought me my first CD, which was Dire Straits, Dire Straits. Aww. But. I don't feel that I have really the ability to figure oh great tune um to figure out how to uh give my kids that sense of joy because they basically have everything they need they have right. everything I mean I asked Luca like Luca what do you want and he's like that you know I really don't need anything so um I don't know that was an opening segment that came to me based on I appreciate the fact it. Based on the fact that Joan and I were just talking about Christmas and what Christmas is like. And, and, you know, Christmas is supposed to be about the kids and how it's changed for the kids because how society has changed into this instant gratification Amazon society. As we play the Forgotten Years by Midnight Oil, we're going to talk a little bit about the Brooklyn Bar Association. We're going to talk a little bit about Times Square Tuesday. And we're going to talk a little bit about Mayor Adams telling people, meaning telling uh, the, the city agencies that they need to get the homeless folks off the street and institutionalized. So don't go anywhere. New York City's first and only life plan community, River's Edge, will soon be built on a 32-acre campus along the Hudson River just minutes away from Grand Central and Riverdale. River's Edge, a community for adults ages 62 and up, provides peace of mind knowing that if your health changes, your needs can be met seamlessly right where you live. You have a life plan with easy access to uninterrupted on-site care at no additional cost, no matter how your needs change. River's Edge, your plan for calm, 
Call 844-55-RIVER. That's 844-55-RIVER or visit riversedge.org. Right now, police are stepping up patrols to make sure drivers and pedestrians obey our crosswalk laws. Why? Because every year in New York, people are injured or killed just crossing the street. So remember, pedestrians, obey traffic signals and use crosswalks. And drivers, yield to pedestrians in crosswalks. If you don't, we will educate you on the law. And you may get a ticket, because tickets get attention, and that saves lives. A message from the Governor's Traffic Safety Committee. Tickets get attention, and that saves lives. You learn something new every day. Um, I guess that's an accurate statement. Tickets get attention, and that saves lives. Um, Well, talking about my birthday coming up, do you remember when you were in your teens and thought you were invincible? Hey, I went running today. I did some push-ups and curls. I felt invincible, especially when I was running around with Ariana and tickling Arthur. Well, when we're healthy, we think we don't need a power of attorney or a healthcare proxy. We think we can worry about that when we're older or become sick and nothing can be further from the truth. The fact is, if something happens, you might not be able to designate a power of attorney or a healthcare proxy on your own. What happens then? Then the state or the courts may have to make those choices for you. Is that what you really want? It's essential to create a power of attorney and healthcare proxy as soon as you can when you are healthy. So call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. You know why? They've been doing this for 40 years. They know their stuff. They know how to protect you. They know how to put you in the best position for the future. They will help you make a plan that protects you best. You'll designate who you want to make decisions for you. And they're going to give you a free initial consultation with no obligation. All you have to do is call 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500 or go to connorsandsullivan.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Power Hour with Arthur Idala. A new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want styling and value are looking at the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander and finding Mitsubishi's industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty and available seven-passenger seating makes Outlander an outstanding choice. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for best selection. Let's go. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. time about the music. Actually, I just complimented you too, but I know technically it's autumn. Right. But I kind of feel like... Do you think with all the Christmas lights up, it's technically winter? Listen, this goes back to what we were saying right before the break. This used to be autumn in New York. Right. Like, there was like a lull after... I mean, Christmas season always started technically when Santa came out in the parade. And I have a tradition with my mother since I'm a little kid... Yeah, we always call each other, you know, as soon as Santa comes out, it's the beginning of the Christmas season. But it wasn't like everyone <laughs> raced out and hung your lights, uh, like, you know, two weeks before so you could turn them out on, on Christmas. I mean, I blame some of it on the retailers, too, who open up I on agree. Thanksgiving. I agree, But I'm, I'm going back to your song here. Oh, oh going back to Autumn yeah, in New York yeah, by Billie Holiday? Yeah, I think maybe, 
then maybe you jump the shark on that one. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry about that. And usually when we have Tom Harris on, you do a little like, you know, 42nd Street on the Avenue. Something New York I'm related. You to and I 42nd that... Street. Have you ever even played that for Tom Harris? I, 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 yes, I have. All right. I certainly right. have. I'm just checking up on you. <laughs> uh, well, it looks like the weather's going to get a little cold around here, uh, but it won't be too cold for the naked cowboy, will it, Tom Harris? Never. He's out 365 days a year. Really? What happens if he gets a cold? I, I don't know. He just always seems to be out there, Arthur. Hi, right. Joni. Hi, Matt. How are you? Good. We're all hanging out. We're all excited. A week from tonight, we're hanging out again, right? That's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to uh, you guys in Times Square on Tuesday, December 6th. It's going to be a great show. Uh, I'm not looking to put you on the spot, but is it in the realm of possibilities? Like, you have any idea who's going to be on the show with us? Or is that a work in progress? I think it's a work in progress, but I think we're going to have someone from the police department, someone from Broadway, some of our fabulous restaurants, and other surprises that I'm sure Joni will and figure are, out. Will you be uh, you'll, you'll be sharing the seat with me over there uh, underneath the big red steps? Of course. All right. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I got word today, uh, and uh, you can confirm or deny, but... It was big, big news that Phantom of the Opera was going to be closing after, you know, this historic run. Uh, and then word around the campfire is that they're going to extend. Have you heard anything about that? Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. The sales have been so great. I think it grossed over $2 million last week. They're going to extend till April of 2023. So there's still time to get your tickets to see Phantom. Oh, that, that is fantastic. And look... You know, Tom, you understand better than most uh, being a former uh, high-ranking NYPD officer and someone who, whether you like it or not, your your job is always around politics currently. How You know, everyone's talking about, oh, the city, the city is bad, the city is good. Um, but you, you, we use certain data, right? We try to use the data to give us information. The data is what you just said, right? If the city was in such bad shape, you wouldn't have Phantom of the Opera saying that it closed and all of a sudden now it's going to be open for another two months because all the tickets are selling out, correct? That's right. I, Times Square has rebounded. We're, we're about 85% of pre-pandemic. Uh, people are coming out. They're, they're creating their new Times Square memories, seeing a, a lot of great shows on Broadway. There's going to be some openings. So it's, it's, it's an exciting time in the city. Is it all decorated? Is it all decorated for the holidays? Well, Times Square is always decorated. 365 wow. days a year, we have the bright lights and, and the marquees. Um, so I know some of the stores have, have some holiday decorations up, but people come to Times Square to see and to be seen. And, and there are plenty of places that have holiday decorations in the city. Times Square doesn't need the decorations. It's just, it's, it's just kind of like me, you know, just like naturally beautiful, right? Is that what you're saying? I really yeah, don't need much, right? That's right. I don't. Need, I, I don't need hair. I don't need a mustache. I don't need a beard like Sam Bellino. I just. I just need to be me, right? That's it. All right, uh, Tom. Anything we need to know for the rest of this week and between now and uh, Tuesday that anyone needs to check out in Times Square or. We're just going to leave everyone hanging, and then on Tuesday, just wow them with our fantastic show. We have to keep something secret. I right, would Tom? never do that to you. We can keep a lot secret, but it's thirty-two days till New Year's Eve. Okay. In Times Square. Our wishing wall is going to be out in Times Square on Thursday. 
in honor of your birthday. I'm figuring out I can do math. I figure December 1st is your birthday. There you go. You celebrate your birthday. The first wish on the wall will be 75 more years of honor. Nah, just health. Just health. That's it. Just health. And uh, if you can't make it to Times Square, you could do your wishes online at tsq.org slash wish. Um, our numerals are gonna, going to arrive. 2023 will arrive and be in Times Square on December 20th. So there's a lot going on. The show globes are still there uh, in the 44th to 45th Street Plaza. We have a holiday market on Broadway between 47th and 48th. Those last-minute Christmas gifts, and then we have a. Well, I don't think there. Tom. I don't think we got to be last minute yet. We're still in November, so I think people should be able to get there now, and and doesn't have to be. I saw the shops. They look. Everything looks beautiful. Well, maybe they want to buy you a birthday gift. Yeah, how about that? Thank you. All right, Tom, I am going to let you go back to your hard work. I'm so excited to hang out with you a week from today in Times Square. It's going to be a blast. I'm looking forward to it, too. Take All right, Tom, thank you. Um, now on the line is we, we went from Tom Harris, who uh, serves this city so well in his capacity of running Times Square, to Richard Class, who serves this city so well as the president of the Brooklyn Bar Association, which is a bunch of lawyers primarily born out of Brooklyn in some f- some fashion or another. What's up, President Class? Uh, hello, Arthur. So nice to talk to you. Oh, thank you for being on the on yeah, AM nine seventy. The answer. Me. Listen, you are the president, so you know. I, I just so you know, I'm standing up because you know that's what you're supposed to do when the president is <laughs> in your presence. Uh, talk to me a little bit. Tell me first. Just tell the listeners a little bit about the Brooklyn Bar Association. A lot of people have no idea what a bar association is. Sure. As a matter of fact, uh, this this year, uh, as you know, we're celebrating our 150th anniversary. The Brooklyn Bar Association was formed in 1872, and it really was in reaction to uh, a lot of what was going on with uh, uh, Boss Tweed and and corruption, and and a bunch of lawyers got together to form. Uh, an association that would help advocate for lawyers and to help bring uh, lawyers together to uh, uh, help the, the the Brooklyn public and uh, the legal community. It's and, pretty amazing, uh, right? One hundred and fifty years. That's that's no joke. No, long well, long time. Uh, we're also the same same year as a uh, number of years as Yellowstone is celebrating one hundred and fifty years. So uh, long time, and uh, we've been in our uh, Brooklyn Bar Association building for. I think it's 80 of those years. Wow. And on Remsen Street. One, two, three, Remsen. One, two, three, Remsen. It's a gorgeous building. You happen to have a beautiful uh, board of directors room up there on the uh, other one. Yes, we do. Uh, Somebody somebody on the phone helped uh, make it beautiful. Thank you so much, Arthur. I know that part part of what you did was helping uh, renovate that room to make it the beautiful um, boardroom that it is today. Yeah, and um, talk to us a little bit about uh, Monday night and what's going on then. So Yeah, so uh, Monday night we're having our annual dinner uh, for the Brooklyn Bar Association. It's actually, we're, we're all very excited. It's our first in-person uh, annual dinner in three years um, because of pandemic. We had to cancel it uh, two years, and now we're back, and we're very excited. We have a lot of people um registered to attend and with uh, a lot of honorees and uh, a huge dais and uh, it, it should be a very exciting event all right well just uh, you know make sure the speeches aren't too long rich you know gotta, it's being held <laughs> well, at el carib with well, the, I, the food and drink are fantastic 
the food and we drink. We have one of, one of our, our honorees, is Arthur, who is getting the President's Award. And um, thank you. I'm saluting you as well for being a past president of the Bar Association. And uh, I know I'm very excited for you to receive uh, your award Monday night. Well, I am absolutely honored. That's that's the truth. When uh, I was informed of that, uh, that I was going to be receiving this on all kidding aside, Richard, I was initially flushed. I was like, whoa, that's a big deal. And then the very next thought that came to my mind is, wow, I'm legitimately old. Because, you know, <laughs> I, when I was president, I gave the award to Alan Dershowitz, who I think was 79 years old at the time. So, uh, you know, I'm not exactly oh 79 gosh. years old, but uh, I, it is an honor and it is the president's award and you are the president. So thank you. And, and uh, you know, I'm glad, unlike some of the, uh, the last two presidents, you did not get cheated out of having this event well, I, live with yeah. everyone. So good for you, Richard. Yeah, I was very happy. And as a matter of fact, I didn't get cheated. Also, the. The induction ceremony, as you know, you had in person one, a great one at the Marriott, and um, mine was uh, luckily in person as well, which the past two presidents weren't able to have, and I had mine at the at Borough Hall. Yeah, that, and, that's beautiful. Uh, and and was, Joe Rosado, who's the incoming president, uh, I know Correct. he's working hard on this, and Greg Sergio, and we're, we're very blessed. We have a very, very tight crew of, of lawyers and judges and assistance to lawyers and assistance to judges and court officers and clerks. We're really, really, really blessed to have a beautiful community in Kings County. And Richard Class is the leader of it as the president of the Brooklyn Bar Association. Richard, thanks so much for calling in. And Thank you I am, so much. I look forward to seeing you. We are going to have a blast on Monday night. Thanks so much. Rich, Richard Class, president of the Brooklyn Bar Association here on AM 970. The answer on the Arthur Idala Power Hour with Joni Pelzer and Matthew Sambolino. And behind the glass over there, I see Matt Borzy who's going to be a guest on our show on Monday. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about what his career has been like, because he is the voice. All the cool voices that you hear uh, here on AM 97, The Answer. He is the man who uh, sounds those voices. He scripts a lot of them. He is the magic behind AM 970, The Answer. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about taking the homeless folks that are mentally ill off the streets and putting them in a, the appropriate place. Don't go away. That's never free. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Coming up tonight at 7, Linda Perillo and yours truly talk travel. We've got a lot of deals for you and some very interesting insight from across the pond. Join us tonight at 7 for Travel Tuesday on Radio Night Live. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were yelling at another car while driving, let me say it again. You need to calm down. Yelling is just making everyone as stressed out as you are and letting them all know that you definitely aren't trying to save with Progressive Snapshot. And if you did hear it the first time because you weren't yelling at another car, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. This is Mike Gallagher. Visit the Holy Land with me and Inspiration Cruises and Tours because no other trip will be like the Stand with Israel Tour. Call 855-565-5519 or visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. So sometimes Joni Pelzer like just barges into the law firm, right? And she forgets that, you know, yes, she's the executive producer of the radio show, 
but she also forgets that I work at a law office where and sometimes I'm also the marketing person for the law right, office. Right, and, and, but she also forgets that sometimes there's like real legal work going on, and she wants to do like videos and this and the other <laughs> thing, and then she feels cheated, right? Because she she's not involved in the nuts and bolts of I the law. I have a lot of FOMO. So right, <laughs> and so today she's like. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be involved. I want to be a lawyer. And without missing a beat, yeah, you know what I said to her? I said, you should, go, you should go to info at plazacollege.edu. I said, that's what I said. Start I said, somewhere. you want to be involved in the law, you should look into the career of court reporting. You know why? Because court reporters and captioners are in higher demand than ever before. Court systems, schools, and television stations are all looking for these professionals to record and caption everything. From depositions to court cases to live events, the NCRA has partnered up with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives you a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z and is being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. How do you find up? Just find out about this. Just do what Joni Pelzer did. <laughs> Email info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. Info at plazacollege.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Power Hour with Arthur Idala. Come experience the all-new 2023 Mitsubishi PHEV, our plug-in hybrid electric vehicle. Bold, capable, electrifying. Reserve yours today. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. Freehold Mitsubishi, just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. 732-863-2788. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. All right, so I am going to just brag. I mean, that's, let's just be, let's call it what it is, what it is. I'm going to brag because um, as I was leaving the office to come to the studio, one of my uh, brothers from another mother who happens to be in my firm, not in my firm, but in the space of my firm, Michael Sabella, said, congratulations on, on the award. He goes, you know, look at the paper here. And it's the, like, one of these Brooklyn Daily Eagles courthouse editor, Robert Abruzzese. And there's this huge picture of me. And, I mean, I, I look pretty good. I, look right? good. Yeah, nice photo. Uh, and you can oh, you know brag. What? Look, you see that suit that's on the, no, no, it's, no, it's a different suit. It's a very similar suit. I'm almost wearing the same suit. But here's what it says. The, the first paragraph says, The Brooklyn Bar Association Foundation annual dinner is finally back, and it is honoring past president Arthur Idala at El Carib in Mill Basin on Monday, December 5th. Idala, who was president of the BBA from 2015 to 2016, will receive the prestigious President's Award. Now, it is prestigious. As I said, I, when I was the president, I gave it to Alan Dershowitz. They certainly have come down a bunch of rungs giving it now to me. Idala is the managing partner of the law firm Idala Bertuna and Cammons, which handles criminal cases, civil litigation, and corporate matters. He has been, he has made a name for himself through his television appearances as a legal analyst on Fox News and by representing high-profile clients such as Lawrence Taylor and Harvey Weinstein. Ready for this, Samalino? Ready? Ready? Go ahead. Go for it. He currently hosts the Arthur Idala Power Hour radio show on weekdays at 6 p.m. on AM 970. 
the answer. There we go. That's the plug. And you know what? You're allowed to brag because this is a well-deserved honor. You've done a lot for the Brooklyn Bar Association. They they actually go on to say what I did. The Brooklyn Bar Association has perhaps never been more active in the past decade than the year Idala was president. He hosted events at 123 Remsen Street, brought approximately 35 members on a trip to Cuba, renovated the building that was the boardroom they talk about and hosted United States Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito for an intimate continuing legal education discussion. Idala also helped to raise a lot of money for the foundation as president by convincing Lawrence Taylor and former Mayor Rudy Giuliani to participate in the annual Justice Teddy Teddy, Roosevelt, Teddy Jones Memorial Golf Outing. Under Idala's leadership, the Brooklyn Bar Association uh, formed the LGTBQ committee, which is chaired by Christina Golkin. So they they gave me a lot of props, and I will tell you this: um, what I did was when I became the president. Well, before I became the president, and I gave this advice to the incoming president, and I would give this advice to anyone who's about to run something. Um, and I I know a lot of people follow this. This is nothing special, but. Don't reinvent the wheel to a degree. You know, speak to those who have gone before you. Speak to those who have done things before you. Um, I did speak to one past president, though, along those lines, but like six months before my presidency. And I was disappointed in the advice that he gave me because he was a very um, prestigious and important member of the association. He said, don't change anything. Don't rock the boat. Just follow the lead of the executive director who's been there for 30 years. Just follow his cookie-cutter way of doing things, and everything will be great. And all I'm thinking as he's saying this is like, uh-uh. You got the wrong guy. Um, I can't picture you following a yeah, cookie-cutter yeah, in mean, any way, shape, and form. I think the leader— Matt, what do you think? I believe no, the leader of any organization should be taking it to the next level. should be bringing thing, making it better. Uh, don't be stagnant. Just uh, I'm not again. You don't need to reinvent the wheel, but you can make the wheel a better wheel. Um, and one of the things that I did was uh, I had a president's dinner right in the beginning. So basically, I got sworn in in, the, in June, July. We went to a baseball game. July and August are relatively quiet, but right there, the first uh, Wednesday, I believe, after Labor Day. I hosted all the past presidents that were alive and who were willing to come. And it was like 25, 30 of them. Uh, we went to a um, Marco Polo restaurant on Court Street. And I asked them to go around the room and give me their best recollection of their first year in office. Or, or their year. You only do one year. Their year in office. And Sam Bellino, I'm sure you have learned this lesson by now, especially being in the radio industry. People love talking about themselves. Absolutely. You want to make someone feel good. You know, like I go in to tell Borzy, hey, you want to come on the show on Monday? Oh, you don't want to hear from me. But, but, but Come on, we'll talk about your whole career. All right. I mean, it wasn't a lot of arm twisting going on there. <laughs> so when I went around the room to all the presidents and I asked them to, you know, talk about the highlight of their, their year in office, and some of them had a low life, you know, things went bad. Um, the one thing that they said was, it will be a year in your life, Arthur, that you'll never forget. And that's very true for a lot of reasons. Um, one is, and I have to give um, Kimberly Guilfoyle credit for this, um, I was about to get sworn in. I'm just checking out the date, right? It was When was I president? Right, 2015, right. So I was about to get um, sworn in on uh, twenty on 2015, 
And Kimberly Guilfoyle told me, I don't know, two months before, because she was going to come. She did come. She came. Juan Williams came. Um, a lot of people came. Geraldo, uh, uh, Dershowitz. She goes, Mary Ambertuna is not going on that stage without a ring on her finger. Because we'd mm. been dating at the time. <clears throat> so uh, the night before the um, my swearing in, I um, proposed to Marianne on a gondola. No, not in Venice, but uh, and the boathouse in Central Park. <laughs> but when we walked in the next day, um, we she took the ring off. So nobody knew except our immediate, immediate family. Her parents, my parents, her sister, my sister. But the but we told I told the kids. Uh, meaning Luca, Nicholas, and Juliana. And uh, they were in the front row. So after Geraldo spoke about me and some others did, it was an unbelievable event at the Marriott. I said, you know, I feel like I have, this is the end of my speech. I said, I feel like I have all of the tools to be a great president. I go, but what does every great president have next to him? And I I had the kids rehearse this, and they all screamed out, the three of them, Luca, Nicholas, and Juliana, a first lady. (laughs) And like everyone in the audience, like their eyes open wide. I said, and that's why last night on a gondola in the boathouse, I asked Mary Ambertuna to be my wife. Aww. And she's going to be the first lady of the Brooklyn. Well, yeah, the whole place went Aww. nuts. And we had a tremendous party. Aww. Like, Yeah, we had a tremendous party thereafter. <laughs> but I will tell you, running that organization was no joke. There was an executive director there, Avery Oaken, who was there forever. And he was fantastic. But again, I'm giving advice to anyone who runs something that has been running uh, the way, uh, the same way. And, you know, you're reading in the newspapers and the business papers how there's been a lot of turnovers with CEOs from AMC, the American uh, AMC. They announced something. The, the guy was in there for three months to Disney mm-hmm. to, you know, I am not comparing the Brooklyn Bar Association to Disney. Don't get me wrong. I haven't lost my mind. But it's similar skill sets. It's just on a different level, right? It's like when you're playing high school baseball, you're playing major league baseball, It's you still got to try to hit the ball. It's just on a different level. Um, there's that balance between being a disruptor without being disruptive, about doing something special and creating something uh, new without ruining the formula of what was already there. So I didn't tear the building down, but I said in my speech, I said, the boardroom has been the same boardroom since the day I was born. It was rehabbed in 1968. I was born December of 67. I said, it's time to redo the boardroom. Mm -hmm. A month after I get sworn in, I call Avery and I say, Avery, I have a contractor coming in to look at the boardroom to redo the boardroom. And I said, we need a gut rehab in there. And Avery very calmly goes, oh, please, Arthur, that's not really going to happen. And in that moment, you have to decide, like, how am I going to react to this person? What is going to move this person? And Avery is such a sweet, gentle man. All I said to him is, Avery, if we don't have a new boardroom by the time I leave office, I'm going to be very sad. <laughs> and he paused and he goes, well, I don't want to make you sad, Arthur. I was like, so then let's talk about redoing the boardroom. And it wasn't something he wanted to do. It wasn't something he wanted to happen. Long story longer, we redid the boardroom. It's it's out of a movie. They've actually filmed movies in there. We've actually made some money back because they've paid us to film movies in there. And the day that we cut the ribbon, I had the head of the criminal court, that judge, Matt Demick. I had the head of the civil court, Judge Nipel, 
And the person who actually wielded the scissors was United States Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito, who back then nobody knew who he was. And now everybody knows who he was from that uh, interesting decision he wrote. Um, It was a spectacular, spectacular time in my life. And I'm really excited about um, Monday night because I'm going to bask in my glory a little bit. I'm not going to make any big long speeches. I'm going to acknowledge a couple of the judges who have passed away during the COVID period. I'm going to thank my family, and I'm going to say that we all need to get along the best we can in this kind of contentious world we now live in. Let's come back. Let's talk a little bit about soccer. Let's talk a little bit about Giving Tuesday. Let's talk a little bit about Mayor Adams and and mental health. Um, Sorry I went off a tangent, but I guess, you know, every once in a while I'm allowed. I was talking about the Brooklyn Bar. I'm working on this this dinner all week long. So it's what's on my mind. It's the intimacy of radio, theater of the mind. We'll be right back. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Power Hour with Arthur Idala, a new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want styling and value are looking at the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander and finding Mitsubishi's industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty and available seven-passenger seating makes Outlander an outstanding choice. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for best selection. Let's go. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. That dinner was delicious. What's next? Uh, I'm thinking just the check. Do you frequently have gas, bloating, diarrhea, stomach pain, or loose oily stools after eating? One or more of these symptoms could be a sign of exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. And it may be time to talk to your doctor. If you have EPI, Creon may be right for you. Creon, pancrelipase, is an oral prescription medication that treats EPI. Creon replaces enzymes you may be missing to help you break down food properly. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosis and colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Do not chew capsules or contents as this may cause mouth irritation. Tell your doctor if you have unusual or severe stomach pain, bloating, trouble passing stool, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, worsening of painful swollen joints, or allergic reactions. Other side effects may include changes in blood sugars, gas, dizziness, or sore throat and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Talk to your doctor about Creon, the number one prescribed EPI treatment, and visit gocreon.com. That's G-O-C-R-E-O-N.com. Or call 1-800-633-9110. Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Cable news. Noisy, out of touch, on repeat. Tired of all the lookalikes? So are we. Salem News Channel is here to change the game. Streaming 24-7, free on your TV, with the greatest collection of conservative voices. Home to Dinesh D'Souza, Andrew Wokow, Brandon Tatum, and more. Like you, we say what's wrong and what's right. Unfiltered and unapologetic. Salem News Channel. 
We're the answer to the mainstream media. Learn more at snc.tv. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. By the Rolling Stones. And why are we playing that now? Because today in 1965, the Rolling Stones, it was called Rolling Stones Day throughout the state of Colorado because the Stones appeared at the Denver Coliseum in Colorado during a North American tour. 1965. I mean, they were little, little, little babies. Um, and very important. Today is throw out your leftovers day from last Thursday. Unless you're Frank from Staten Island and you just freeze them. Like he did with the pecan pie. I mean, I'm so upset he didn't eat that pecan pie. But that's the story from the other day. That was one of my favorite things to eat this um, holiday season was the pecan pie. Um, it's also Giving Tuesday. And I'm just going to give a shout out to some of the charities that we at Idola Bertuna and Cameron's always support. The Christian J. Santo Legacy Foundation. The Guild for Exceptional Children. The Ramos Foundation. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The PAL the Columbus Citizens Foundation, the Coney Island Polar Bear Club, Tuesday's Children, and Friends of Firefighters. That's a lot of money. And you know what Joni left out because she doesn't know it because I do it automatically every month? The Catholic Church. Of course you do. Here in Brooklyn, New York. They they get my money first of every month right out of the uh, credit card. Let's talk about Mayor Adams announcing an involuntary transport mentally ill plan that uh, he's been touting today. This directive lays out an expedited step-by-step process for involuntarily transporting a person experiencing a mental health crisis to a hospital for evaluation. Now, that sounds great, and it is great. If you go on the Daily News page and you look at this article, you can then click the link that what exactly the directive is. Um, the problem is, is that if you read the directive, basically law enforcement is try to, is supposed to try to do everything they can to get an individual to voluntarily come with them or, or go to an emergency room. Mm-hmm. The issue is when they say no. You know, that's when police officers are, are, and, and EMS workers and FDNY folk, you know, that's when they really could be put in harm's way because a lot of these people are young and strong. And, you know, uh, guy says, no, I'm not going with you. And the police officer says, no, you have to go with me. And, you know, cops now, they're not allowed to use any kind of chokeholds or anything like that. It's, uh, I feel bad for them. You know, I looked at these, uh, the guy yesterday as I'm heading into the office who was young and spry and clearly way out of it, man, like way out of it. And, you know, if I'm a cop, of course, there are many 55-year-old cops walking the beat. But if I'm a 25-year-old cop, a 30-year-old cop, and I got to, like, tussle with this guy, it is not going to be a good time. Um, but with that being said, I really think it's a step in the right direction to try to get – these people clearly need help. Look, you don't have to be a 
brain surgeon to walk down the street and see that there are people who are down on their luck and they're just homeless and they need they need help. Now, maybe they should be going to a shelter. Maybe they should be going to the Catholic Church. Maybe they should be going to a synagogue. And because I believe we do live in a society here in New York where there's plenty of help for those who actually seek it out. Um, and then there's those folks who are they've lost their mind. I mean, I don't know why they've lost mm-hmm. their mind, but they've they've. Um, they they have. I mean, it could be for various reasons, but they need, at the very least, some hygienic help. They need to be cleaned and washed, mm-hmm. and often they maybe need to be or probably need to be on some form of medication to maybe even things out. Um, you know, when you talk about crime on the subways, uh, obviously there is a degree of crime on the subway, but a lot of the uneasiness on the subway seems to be caused by people with mental illness. Let's see see what the mayor has to say about the subways. Uh, The blue surge in our subway system is working. Last month, Governor Hochul and I joined uh, by the MTA officials announced an initiative to increase officers' presence on the subway platforms by approximately 1,200 additional overtime officers' shifts each day. Um. I got on the subway on the 8th Avenue stop on the N train today because I had to drop my car off for service in, in Brooklyn. Uh, I, you know, I have to say there were police officers right in that in, in the station on 8th Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, then the train went out of service on 59th Street and I had to switch over. There was a police officer on that platform. Um, and then, you know, my feeling, and Joan, you can pipe in, when I'm in Manhattan... On the subway, I see pol- I see police, a lot of police. I do now, but you remember a few weeks ago I was telling you in Times Square, I went looking because there were a bunch of homeless people making a ruckus and I couldn't find one. But now I'm seeing them more. I'm seeing groups of police all over now. Okay, well, listen, that's a good thing. Um, everyone when you know, three months into Eric Adams' administration, were like, how come he's not doing better? How come he's not doing better? And I kept saying, it's not a light switch. It's not like, oh, we're changing one administration to the other and we're going to yep. flip a switch. Not regarding crime. There are some other things when you're the president of the United States, you have executive orders. And yes, when a new president comes in, you always see that ceremony where President Obama signs a whole bunch of laws. President Bush signed a whole bunch of laws. They have the power to make those changes. Mm-hmm. Um, but crime is is not one of them. By the way, um, Mr. Barron said I it's it's pecan pie, not pecan pie. Thank you, Mr. <laughs> Barron. I, I appreciate it. Um, did you see the? Did you watch any of the World Cup today, Mr. Sambo? Uh, I only saw a little bit. Only did you see the goal? Yeah. I did not see the goal, but uh, I know it was pretty exciting to watch. We had it on in the office. Everyone was like trying. <laughs> not to get me. In front I was working. I was doing the work. Everyone, yes, but everyone was in the Sinatra room watching it. Um, it was exciting. Uh, I, I mentioned this earlier. Unlike other um, World Cups, my heart's not into it. I'm not saying I'm not going to watch, but it's just. Then I read this thing this morning. I just grabbed the headline: like the Iranian government threatened its players. Like if you and don't the beat, families, their yeah, families. If you don't beat America, we're going to take and your families out. They lost today, so what's you know? Yeah, that's a little scary. Yeah, it's and the whole thing with Qatar or Qatar. I mean, I heard this whole segment about you know how you pronounce country and they say it like Khuda, you know but it's I don't know the way you read it in English sound looks like Qatar to me but 
I understand that the like the cool hip people say cutter. Um, so you're not hip and cool. Is that what you're saying? I'm just reading the <laughs> words of the English language the way I was taught in seventh grade by Mrs. Well, I was taught the English language a little earlier than that. Uh, probably by, um, let's see, who was first grade? Was it Miss Gaffney? Second grade was Miss Pacini. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I guess now I have to get into. Uh, so I did not make time today to watch the game. Usually I would. I'm, I'm busy. Oof, am I busy? Uh, Joan, tell him how I yelled at you today. He yelled at me a few times today, Matt. Now, for the he record, yelled at me. For the record, I never raised my voice. No, he said, Joan. I said, Joan. I've got oh. to do legal work I'm, today, I'm being Joan. a lawyer, Joan. I have to be a lawyer But when now. he says my name, Joan, you know, you. it's like when my mom would say my name when I was a kid, whose mom and dad are listening right now. They'd say, Joan. Well, take the hint and maybe like leave him alone. Every I once left in a while. him alone, but D-cap. then Judge Leventhal D-cap. needed him D-E- and said, "Joni, I need C-A-F. Arthur. Decaffeinated beverages only. <laughs> decaf. Uh, tell us what Tom Harris corrected me on. What did Tom Harris correct wow, you on? Wow, wow, wow! You told me about this on? one minute ago. Tom Harris just oh, took, oh, 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 on what God. was playing on the, well, hello, you got to remind me, we're doing five it subjects happened at one once. minute ago. All in the Family was on Saturdays at 8 p.m., followed by MASH. Right, there you go. I, I thought it was Monday, all but in it was the family. And the best, my, my number one show of all time. And we, you could, you could put that show on, like the Honeymooners, like I Love Lucy, you could, uh, and, and, and like Seinfeld, you could put those shows on right this second and they're hilarious, but all in the family because it had that uh, politically that incorrect. Right. Exactly. It's just, I mean, it is just fantastic. What about Laverne and Shirley? Shamil Shamazel. I know, I know, but it's not the same as, as Archie Bunker was I just, agree. it was a brilliantly a written character. Uh, and, and MASH, you know, it was just spectacular. As I said before, one of the highlights of my days at the Fox News Channel was when I came out of the studio once. And there was Alan Alda sitting in the green room. And I got to hang out with him for a while. And uh, he was just a sweetheart. Starstruck. All right. Tomorrow is a busy day as well. Um, Alexandra's Playground. That's the other big charity that I support. And tomorrow night, I'm actually the master of ceremonies at their fundraiser. Before that, I got popped my head into the Brooklyn Columbian Lawyers. So the Brooklyn Bar Association is the big association of all of Brooklyn. But, uh, you know, the Italians get together. Uh, we just lead the charge, but it's a very well-attended event tomorrow night at Gargiulo's in Coney Island. But we will keep chugging along, folks. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful night. Keep a positive attitude, and we will see you tomorrow. The preceding program, sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.